Hey, babe, let's talk about money. Because you know we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to talk about money for the same reasons we're not supposed to talk about racism. Systems of oppression require denial and more than a little delusion to survive. Hello and welcome. I'm Serena Hicks and I've just entered the money chat. We're talking about money, money mindset, and how to replace the social norm of a scarcity mindset with the creative regenerative power of holy wow money. Let's frickin' go. Hello and welcome. Let's talk about money in the context of how do you make money in a weird economy? And by weird economy, I mean, it's 2023. It's January of 2023 as I record this episode. And I, for one, um, unfortunately, but totally factually expect a recession. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm old enough. And for many of you listening, um, I actually lived in New York City in 2008 when um, that whole Ponzi scheme, Bernie Madoff situation exploded. And I still remember like being freaked out and confused when people were like, yeah, Lehman Brothers business just like folded. Like people were just leaving the office building and like watching it on the news. And the building that I lived in was a 32 story totally mediocre. I loved it, but totally mediocre high rise. You guys not like a wealthy building, totally mediocre. It was like empty, not a month later. Like apparently all of my neighbors worked in finance. Like everybody was gone, like mass exodus. It was eerie, like eerie. And I can remember like asking the doorman, I'm like, where did everybody go? Could everybody just break their lease? And they were like, yeah, man, they all don't have jobs anymore. Everybody just broke their lease slash moved out slash not paying rent because some people are filing bankruptcy and some people live with their parents, like whatever it is. So may it be nothing like 2008. May it be nothing like 2008. But also what goes up must come down. Economies are not built to forever perpetually thrive and grow without an occasional dip. So I'm expecting a dip. May it just be a little blip dip. Okay, but what to do? What to do if you're laid off? What to do if you're an entrepreneur? Well, you're listening to the right podcast. Here's what to do. Don't panic. That is what your nervous system is going to want to do. It's going to want to hold and hoard money to be clear and panic. It is going to generally want to flip into a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. But these are all just like trauma responses. Here's the deal. Here's why I enjoy talking about money and so many, I think people don't. (laughs) Money, we live in a capitalist society. Like money or not, it's how we pay for housing and food and medication and groceries, not to mention vacation and candles and other things, but like your most fundamental needs require money. So it makes sense that money is so triggering, activating, if you prefer, for all of us. Because if you care about yourself, which I really hope you do, as you are inherently deserving of love and worthiness and lovable, if you care about yourself then, um, or anyone else in this world, like, of course, the idea, just the idea of running out of money is terrifying. Because how would you feed yourself? How would you clothe yourself? Where would you live? Not to mention, most of us have been socialized to associate our so-called air quotes, sense of worthiness 
with our so-called air quotes net worth. Like having a need for money, not having enough money is so shamed in our current culture, which I'm not here for, fuck that. But like the associations, the images we've grown up seeing on news and television, the nonverbal communication and the direct communication the implications that not having money is tied to laziness, which we know is not true. Hard work does not magically equal more income or net worth. I am the daughter of a truck driver. I can assure you blue collar workers work real hard and that is not reflected in paycheck. So money mindset is my answer. Spoiler alert, a healthy money mindset is the best defense because the best defense is a strong offense says your girl who is in texas and grew up in texas football analogy hi a healthy money mindset here's the deal we have been socialized to believe that money is super limited and of course if i have some that means you have less or vice versa did you guys grow up playing musical chairs i'm hoping you did I feel like we were taught, if you know the musical chairs game, that like money is like musical chairs. There's not enough. Someone is going to miss out, which is why it's so activating, so terrifying, so primal nervous system response if you are laid off and you literally don't have piles of cash. Or if everybody starts talking about, oh shit, the economy's gone down, nobody's buying, then of course, it makes sense that your healthy human brain, which is wired for you to survive, would have a primal terror, oh shit, we're gonna run out response. Why I love money mindset is it's not about functioning from what is in the 3D world, it's about creating, functioning, partnering with the invisible world, the divine. So it's not just working with so-called reality, we must acknowledge and integrate and work with reality. This is not about fantasy life, but we don't let reality be our limit. We allow ourselves to see these are the circumstances. Great. How do I use them to create other circumstances? How can I be in partnership with the divine, with the invisible world to create more? Okay. Let's start there. But before we create more, we have to have enough. So let me circle back to enough and talk about if you've been laid off, if you're an entrepreneur and everybody's chirping about like, oh no, nobody's buying, nobody's gonna buy, the economy is tanked, all of the doom and gloom news. It's helpful to sit back and take inventory of how and where you already have enough. A, because that shuts down the cortisol, adrenaline, panic response, because nothing good ever comes from panic, as a reminder. We do not make choices from the executive functioning part of our brain when we are panicking. When we are in panic, when we are in a trauma response, we are in the lizard portion of our brain, which is the fight, flight, flee, freeze, or fawn. I totally made that too many. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. None of those are good for money making. None of those are good for money maintenance. 
So we want to get you out of your panic, lizard brain, freak out response and centered so that you can access the executive functioning parts of your brain, which means you can access creativity. It means you can access ideas that are floating around in the invisible world. I like to call those divine downloads. And by ideas, you guys, sometimes that's like, oh my God, go hang out at, at XYZ coffee shop. And like, while you're at XYZ coffee shop, you, oh my God, run into, oh wow, your old boss. And oh wow, your old boss is like, actually, I just heard so-and-so was hiring. Like that's where the divine downloads, I use the word magic a lot. It's not really magic, but it feels magical. You get a phone call, you get inspired to revisit a book, you get like something in the invisible world shifts and you feel called or drawn, you follow the hunch and that hunch turns out to lead you somewhere you wanted to be, somewhere you've been desiring to be. So first thing, if you're laid off or you're an entrepreneur and everybody's panicking about the economy has tanked or whatever, first thing is calm the fuck down. You got to center yourself. If you're running around with your hair on fire, it's no bueno. Remember Einstein says you cannot solve a problem from the same energy it was created. This is that. So when the bad news comes, because if you're living a good life on this planet, sooner or later, you will hit turbulence. Sooner or later, you will have terrifying financial news. Sooner or later. Step one, calm it down, center yourself, go for a walk, go for a jog, hot bath, meditate, whatever it is that you do to come home to yourself and know that this may take more than five minutes. This may take a few days to fully settle. Everything is not instant. It can be, it may not be. So giving your nervous system a chance to settle. One thing that I highly suggest and we teach these tools and practice them together in the boom boom room so if you're not in there get your sweet cheeks in orienting to how you have enough orienting to how you have enough because when our brain is panicking it's like we're going to run out of money we'll never get another job we'll never have another interview there'll never be another client like it starts projecting worst case scenario all the way into the future in a 360 degree. Like it's, it's, it's like a house of horrors. Brains are wild like this. So anchoring yourself factually, energetically connecting to enough. And I'm about to blow some of your minds on what enough is, is really helpful because it lets you settle into your actual, I have enough right here and now. Okay, here's enough. And here's where some of you guys want to fight me. And I will fight you on this. Enough is I have a roof over my head and food to eat. That's enough. Some people are going to lose their ever-loving mind, and I have great compassion for them. I also don't care. When the economy dips, they're going to lose one of their vacation homes, and they are going to insist that this is a crisis, the likes of which the world has never seen. It's going to feel fucking horrible. Some people, plural, have lost homes, their actual home. I actually have, was thinking of this earlier this morning, I have two clients that I know of, I'm sure there are more, but two clients I have worked closely with who I know of, who at some point, for both of them, a divorce and a business were involved, spent some time living in their car. I am not confused. I do not want anyone to live in their car. I do not want that. I do not desire that. I do not recommend that. I'm not casual about that. But what I want to point out is for both of these brilliant moms, 
they made a really clear-eyed choice that living in a car for as short a period of time as was possible was in service to their long game plans. It may not have looked good. Again, I don't recommend it. I'm not stupid. I understand the safety concerns and the emotional health concerns. We all do. But I want to point out what's wild and unconventional is how they lived in having enough. They decided that spending some time living in a car was their best case scenario of having enough in service to long-term creating way more than enough. Options that each of them could have chosen instead were being in the house was superior because it was a house. So enough is a delicate thing and a personal thing, but enough is enough. Enough is a choice. And where so many people get confused is so many people think enough means having multiple homes, multiple luxury vehicles, multiple piles of cash, multiple, like some of you guys confuse enough with abundance. And when you hear the word abundance, you literally think piles of gold. Like what was that show? Oh my God, DuckTales. And there was like some Scrooge duck character that had like rooms filled with gold coins. Like some of you think like that's abundance. Abundance is more than enough. And the path to plenty, i.e. abundance, starts with enough. And enough is a choice. And it's a choice that in our capitalist society that, again, associates wrongly, to be clear, but like makes the visual association of like having material things means you're a better person. We know better. But like, that's what we see in a lot of images. It makes sense that our brains then want to hold on to all of the visual markers of success even when they're bringing us down, even when they're draining you financially and or emotionally. So again, the path to plenty starts with enough. So if you find yourself freaking out because everyone's freaking out about the economy or you were just laid off or whatever financial impact has sent you into a, oh shit, terror tailspin, number one, calm yourself down, just settle the nervous system. Decisions will be made, but we don't want to make them from a panicked scarcity point of view. We want to make them with clear eyes and a full heart. And then when that is like, okay, okay, I'm as settled as I'm going to be for a while. Then you orient yourself to where and how you have enough. Sometimes enough means getting roommates. Sometimes enough means moving in with parents. Sometimes enough means selling a vehicle. I have done that to support a baby business. Whatever it is, orienting yourself to where and how you have enough literally unlocks magic and miracles as it pertains to money and connections like you wouldn't believe. You gotta trust me on this one. It's weird. But this is because abundance Having more than enough is an energetic frequency. Like money, currency is a current. And when you are in the frequency, the energy of enough, it's a very small adjustment to even more than enough. Easy breezy, lemon squeezy. 
Whereas when you're in the energetic frequency of not enough and panic and need and don't have enough and freak out, that energetic frequency repels. It's not a match for enoughness. If you look back, perhaps you, not just me, can think of times and places and ways that you had absolutely enough, but were so busy freaking out that you wasted what you had. Time, money, like just just totally wasted what existed. And then realized when you finally calmed down later, shit, I had a lot more to work with a week ago. <laughs> I was so busy panicking that I now have less to work with. And I'm going to have to chill the hell out and create from here. For any new listeners, I built my business out of thin air. I had an active bankruptcy. I was pushed out of a job. I was terrified financially because when I was pushed out of that job, I was paycheck to paycheck. So this that I talk of is how I built my world. It's how I built my business. It's how I changed my life. I did not have savings when I was pushed out of my final job. I um, did not have proof of employment and I had to move out of my apartment in a month because I'd already given notice and they had already rented it to someone else. So I found myself at the ripe old age of 40 with two cats, no proof of employment, and no idea how I was going to pay rent in my next place looking for another place. And literal magic and miracles occurred. And I feel like I need to tell you the story because otherwise you're like, prove it. So I will tell you the story. But it all unlocked and began when I decided I had enough money possibly to move in with roommates, which is what I thought I was going to do possibly to live with my parents, which is a privilege that that was even an option. I want to acknowledge that. But my point is I was 40. I had won a daytime Emmy before. I just got pushed out of a job. I was deeply aware that I could be deeply embarrassed and ashamed of how my situation would look to others. But what I decided was me having enough was way more important than how it looked. Me having enough to start my business and my long-term goals like I was 100% convinced that some of my former coworkers and former peers and former friends would no doubt be making fun of me. And I was also convinced, fun fact, it worked, guys. I was building a multi-million dollar business. And so they could laugh for as long as they needed. That wasn't what I was going to spend my life worrying about. I was going to spend my life worrying about having enough and creating more than enough for always. Two totally different tracks. Okay, here's the story of how I ended up with the housing true story, magic, and miracles. Okay, so it is literally like Thanksgiving of 2018. My big brother had died uh, a few weeks earlier. I got pushed out of a job that I really wanted to leave and was chicken shit. Just so we're clear, the universe did me a solid, but it did not feel that way. It did not feel that way when HR invited me to leave immediately. Okay, so I was living paycheck to paycheck, like no cash, what the fuck am I going to do? I was lucky enough that I had friends who were like, oh my God, come live with me. And I was like, but my cats. And they were like, yeah, you cannot bring two cats with you. And I was like, okay. So me and the cats are a package deal. So it was a very pivotal moment when I decided, again, having enoughness, I had just started working with the money mindset mentors. This was a new concept to me, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to live with some roommates. So I'm on Craigslist at 40 with two cats. Okay. And I meet a fabulous young man, Christian, true story. And he was like 24 and he was the manager of a restaurant. And basically he had a two bedroom, one bathroom. You guys tracking this? So I'm going to have my own bedroom, but I'm going to share a bathroom with a 24 year old dude who basically his girlfriend and him broke up. And that's why he had a two bedroom, one bathroom. This is not an ideal circumstance. 
I'm 40. I have two cats. I'm going to move in with 25-ish year old, 24-year-old Christian, and we're going to share a bathroom, whatever. I happened, before I said yes, we met on Craigslist, and the most important things were there. Back to enough, you guys. The price was right. It was $1,000 a month. I was like, well, I do have enough for that. Only that. Um, he was a good guy. I knew that I would be safe there. I had no fear about sharing a physical space with this guy. So it was like, all right, the only things that were really important is obviously, is it physically and emotionally a safe place? And that felt very clear. Um, is it a safe place for my cats? That also felt very clear. Cats can't talk you guys. So I needed to make sure that like a roommate wasn't going to like kick them or something. And, and again, the price was right. And so that was not low standards. That was enough. If I am safe and the cats are safe and I can pay for this and, you know, it wasn't disgusting in any way, shape or form, like emotionally safe and physically, like that's enough. So I was like, cool. Um, I just have one more place to look at, which, hi, your girl Serena's a little bit of a like voyeur sometimes. And so I had no business looking at a one bedroom in a luxury high rise uh, unit on Rainy Street in Austin overlooking the lake. But I made the appointment. So I like wanted to go be a voyeur. So I go to the appointment. And the guy is like, all right, well, you're awesome. You can move in. I'm engaged. I don't live here. So he got engaged, was living with his fiance. was like, you know, three months left on the lease. And I was like, cool. I super can't afford this place. I just wanted to see it. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to have a taste of where I'm going to end up someday. And he was like, okay, but like, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, I'm going to move into this other place. And he's like, why? And I'm like, cause it's a thousand dollars. And this place was like 2,200 or something. He's like, you know what? Give me a few hours. Just, just don't make any choices. Just give me a few hours. He calls me a few hours later. He's like, okay, here's the deal. I looked you up on LinkedIn and you used to hang out with this. I used to hang out with his friend, Ani. He and Ani got an MBA together. I used to be the Texas X's alumni chapter president in New York city. I told you your girl loves a party. And his friend, Ani, who he got an MBA with used to party in the Texas X's alumni chapter. And I specifically remember Ani because he was delightful and he sometimes drank too much and did things like lose his coat in the middle of New York City. This is how I remember Ani. And I helped him do things like find his coat when he drank too much. Anyways, Ani told my apparently future landlord I was good people. And so this guy was like, listen, I'm tired of showing this to people. If you'll just give me that $1,000 a month, I'll cover the other 1200 It's good for me. It's good for you. It's easy. The lease is up in three months. You'll either renew with the building or you won't. I couldn't care less. Like, what do you think? And I was like, what the hell just happened? I, for the same amount of money, you guys, that it would have cost me to move in with that very nice young Christian man named Christian, who I was going to share a bathroom with. Instead, for the same amount of money, I got to live in a luxury high rise, one bedroom with the cats, completely by myself, lake view same amount of money. And for anyone who wants to ask, because people ask this all the time, never saw the guy again, just sent him my thousand every month for those last three, four months, whatever it was like, that's it. Like he never came over. Like it was all, he was thrilled. I was thrilled. We were thrilled. And then I stayed in the same building. And by the way, I met um, my boyfriend of many years uh, living in that building, in that unit. And all of this came from enoughness. Enough. Like, had I been obsessed with like, I need to, I need to I got pushed out of my job. I need to make sure things look good. That wouldn't have happened. Had I been, oh, I'm making a face while I record this, you guys, because I'm like, it's hard to explain except for to say enough creates more than enough. That's the hard part. Like we create something out of nothing by having enough in our so-called nothingness. 
And that is a 180 degree turnaround from what society has taught us. We have been taught that being prudent and responsible means like we have provisions for the next 10 years lined up before we take any journey. And I know that what I'm saying feels really scary, especially if you've been pushed out of a job. Me too. High five. Congratulations. Especially if you've been like laid off, especially if the economy is collapsing and all of the news and all of the so-called leaders are like, it's bad. Winter is here. Buckle down. It's so easy to get caught up in the terror and the panic and the run around like a chicken with your head cut off. And then you will create even more of that because you will be repelling the clients who totally have money to spend and are spending it. Because fun fact, in every recession, money still moves. It is often said the rich get richer in recessions. Yeah. And here's the deal. Money mindset is the only privilege you get to opt into. Like you get to be rich the second you decide to have enough. Like that's the distilled version of a healthy money mindset. And I know that this is very activating for some of you guys listening, which is why I'm saying it. What's that old phrase? The truth will set you free, but first it's going to piss you off. Yeah, because so much of what we've been taught about how to have enough and make more, and by so much, I mean 98%, is scarcity-based. And scarcity creates more scarcity. Remember, we cannot grow an apple tree from orange seeds. And so to live into abundance requires that you settle your nervous system and live into enough, which sometimes means it's not going to look impressive to everyone else on the planet. Living into enoughness may require less patriarchy improved, excuse me, patriarchy approved, rugged individualism, and instead involve more community, more being supported, not just being a giver, also being a receiver, more being in the circle of abundance, which means yes, contributing we call giving, but yes, also receiving. It might mean receiving loans. It might mean receiving emotional support. It might mean if your friend says you can stay here rent-free, you say, oh my God, thank you. Instead of, oh no, I can't. I have to pay you at least this much. No, that might be your work. Mm, do you love money mindset as much as me? It's literally not about money. It's never about money. It's about creating, not just being limited by what we see, but actually creating. And it has so much to do with receiving. It has so much to do with being in the circle of abundance, not martyring by way of like, I'm a giver, I'm a provider. I do everything for everyone, including everyone other than me receiving so that you can be nourished so that you can continue to nourish. Mm. Okay. Too long. Didn't read TLDR summary at the very, very end. If you find yourself freaking out because people are freaking out about the economy or you got pushed out of a job or you got laid off or you had a huge client and it was going to be fucking awesome. And all of a sudden they ghosted like whatever it is. Step one, chill out. Got to center yourself. Got to plug into the divine. You want to panic, panic for five minutes, five minutes. And then you got to pull your shit together. Because what happens next, you determine by what frequency you're on. And if you're on the panic, freak out, scarce frequency, you're not going to like the results. So we need you to settle, 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 get still, go to yoga, take a job, whatever, whatever, whatever supports your nervous system. 
in settling. And then from there, you'll make your next decisions after you've oriented to how you already have enough. And if you fundamentally don't have enough, the next question, of course, for you to ask yourself and sort out is, how could it be true that you have enough? That might mean you sell something. That might mean you move in with family. That might mean something that you aren't delighted to do in this exact moment. But we are playing a long game with our money making and having. So if you have to take what looks like two steps back so that you have a clear path forward, you do that. Insert cheesy analogy of how you pull an arrow backwards before it flies forward. Y'all got a visual on that? If you're like Katniss in The Hunger Games and Katniss used a bow and arrow, you pull the arrow backwards before it flies forward. That sometimes happens in life and business. And the best part is, I dare say, it is always ultimately working out for you even if it doesn't feel like it or look like it in that moment. You get to decide to believe it is ultimately, in the end, going to make perfect sense to you how this was for you. And it is a lot easier to say that really annoying shit while I'm rounding the corner on 2 million cash collected after I got pushed out of that job. <laughs> I was not happy at the time. A couple years later, I'm like, oh, thank God. God, I wanted to leave. I was too scared. I, I kept meaning to. I just, I, I wouldn't have done it. It needed to happen. And I was angry and miserable for a very long time afterwards. Part of my process. In the end, nothing but love and gratitude. I wish that for you as well. All right. I love you. I mean it. Get yourself in the boom, boom room. We deep dive on this shit all day. Okay, bye. Hey. Holy Well Money changes the world and it starts with you. Yes, you. Are you already ready for even more? If you want to like make out with these learnings, I want you to get on my email list at serenahicks.com right now. And if you like mm, are ready to get married with these learnings and want more, 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 get your sweet cheeks into the boom, boom room where all of the other change maker cool kids are all ready, lighting the world on fire with even more of their sacred work that they are getting paid Holy Wow Money for. You'll find all the information at serenahicks.com forward slash boom. Love you. Mean it. Bye.